that was uh, Sean Stevenson. Uh, I know a couple of my uh, interns saw him uh, recently at the Epic uh, Seminar with Tony Ebel. Um, and they're the ones who kind of told me about uh, how I should listen to this guy. And I, I, when I first saw this, my wife and I, we saw this uh, last week and we were both crying, you know, watching this because talk about brave, right? Talk, he is osteogenesis imperfecta. Um, most people with osteogenesis imperfecta are dead by the time they're 20 years old, right? So the guy's 35, so he's like way out past almost anybody you can imagine with, with OI. Um, and I love his lessons. I thought his lessons were like totally cool, those three lessons. But I want to add a fourth lesson, if I could be so bold to, to add one more lesson to his three great lessons. And it's based on a book that I'm reading right now. And that book is the lesson, the book title. And it's Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Anybody ever read that book? All right, so you're missing a classic. Right? Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Um, and this is, this is what, what it means. To love what is, is exactly what he was just talking about. It's like, these people, he was talking, Sean Stevenson was now talking to, uh, he's, there was a Ted in this prison, which I think is kind of cool. Um, and uh, he was talking to the prisoners, and he was like, you, you want to get out of here and not do the same thing that you did when you were to, got you, to get you in here. Well, you better do something different, Right? And one of the things that Byron Katie would say is that you can't argue with reality, right? You cannot argue with reality. And as she says, one of my favorite quotes from her book, and I say it all the time, if you argue with reality, you will lose 100% of the time, right? If you argue with reality, you will lose 100% of your time, of the time. And here's the biggest argument we always have with reality. It's two words. Or actually, it's one word with different connotations. The, the word is should. You should do this. You should do that. Or I should do this. I should. And then you don't. Right? I should have gotten better grades. I should have passed Oskies. I should have passed boards. I should have passed that class. I shouldn't have said that. Well, you know what? You did. Right? And let's not argue with reality. Because you lose 100% of the time. He should have been nicer to me. She should have been nicer to me. He should never have done that. She should never have done that. This should never have happened. But you know what? It did. And you can't argue with reality. Because when you argue with reality, you're going to lose 100% of the time. And that's what he was saying. He said, freedom is in your, right here, right? True freedom, right here in your mind. So you can, like, you can argue with reality as much as you want. And I should have this, and I should have gotten better grades, and I should be this. And, but you'll, you'll never should something. You know, Tony Robbins, he talks about the word should all the time, too, if you know anything about Tony Robbins. Um, and he says, you've you got to quit shouldn't all over yourself, right? Because that's really what it's about. Quit shouldn't all over yourself. Because you've got to love what is, as, she, as Byron Kitty says it. Love what is. Because it is, right? And you can't change what's already happened. Can you change the past? No. Right? And you, can, you, can you change this instant? This very instant. No, you're sitting in this class? I don't want to sit in this class. Dr. Rube is boring. Dr. Rube starts every class with this stupid motivational talk. Just get to the stuff I want to learn. Right? You could do all you want, but guess what? That's not what is. Right? That's not what is. 
And you can argue about the parking ticket you get and how hard it is. And the reason I'm late is because I got to park and, and then the traffic and this and there was an accident. And you can, you can, all the excuses you want to give. But it doesn't change what is, right? And what is, is. And you have to believe it. And what Byron Katie says is you need to start talking about the truth. Because there's that famous saying from the Bible, right? The truth will set you free. Right? The truth will set you free. So if we're so stuck in what we should have done, or what they should have done, or what could happen, or all these other possibilities, and we're not about the past and what should have happened, then we're always living behind us. We're always like, oh, it's like, would you drive successfully if you were always looking in the rearview mirror? Right? You got to look forward. Right? So all of us have histories. Right? We all got stuff, man. We all got baggage we're going to drag with us for the rest of our lives. And what our parents did to us and what our siblings, if you had any, I didn't have any, uh, did to you and what your grandparents did. And da, da, da. I mean, when I first decided to become a chiropractor, my grandmother, I called her up. She, I was going to be a medical doctor. That was my, my I was going to be a medical doctor since I'm yay big, right? I started with allergy shots and asthma uh, inhalers at five years old, right? So I was going to be, a med I just, all I knew was medical. I was in a medical doctor's office every week, once, twice a week, maybe three times a week, every week for 15 years. Right, so I was like, well, of course, this is a logical thing. I'm a smart kid. I like biology. I'm going to be a medical doctor. I found chiropractic, 1984, in June of 84. By August 84, when I went back up to SUNY Albany, I dealt no more asthma and allergies. I told my chiropractor before I went up back up to SUNY Albany, I said, I'm going to be a chiropractor. I'm not going to be a medical doctor. Right, he's like, all right, high five, right? You got to start telling everybody. So I called my grandma. Hey, grandma. Nana. I'm going to be a chiropractor. Instead of being a medical doctor, you're going to do a what? I said, I'm going to be a chiropractor. I, and I told her the story. Like, I remember all the asthma, all the drugs and the stuff. Because I, I used to go to, she lived in Florida. I used to go to her house all the time and all the, you know, big thing of pills and inhalers. Or whatever. I don't need it anymore. It's gone. It's amazing. I want to do this to other kids. Guess what she did? Did she say, good job, Drew. I'm so proud of you. High five. I want you to be a chiropractor too. You should follow your dream. Follow your heart. What did she do? Hang up the phone. I didn't talk to her for four years. All through chiropractic school, she would not talk to me. I say, Nan, can we talk, please? Boom. Could I argue with that? Right? She was mad. For whatever reason, she wanted her grandson to be a doctor, right? And she didn't consider chiropractors a real doctor, right? And could I argue with that? Could I change that? Could I, could I convince? There was nothing I could do, right? Nothing. My dad was... You know, her son could do nothing. It's just the way it is, right? So I started to accept it. I said, okay, Nan doesn't want to talk to me, uh, but I love her, and this is just where she's at, and I'm cool with it, right? I graduated chiropractic school in June of 89, and I started working for someone. I hated it, and then I said, i got to open up my own office because I don't like working for other people. I don't take orders very well. Um, and uh, so I call her up in December, of 89 and I said and, and now she would at least stay on the phone and not answer me but she would just stay on the phone and listen for a minute or two before she hung up I said now I decided to um, leave the practice I'm in uh, and start my own and she finally started talking to me and she said good Drew I'm really proud of you and I'm really sorry that I haven't spoken to you and I've ignored you but I, I see you you carried this all the way through and now I believe this is what you really want to do and I'm so proud of you, and, I, and, 
I, I want to support you in any way I can and know that I love you and I always have loved you and it was, I was in my own way. And she died a few weeks later. That was our last conversation. Right? So, but the reason I'm telling you that is because I just said I'm loving what is. I'm not going to start dissing my grandma. What's wrong with you, grandma? You jerk. You, you should have loved me anyway. And why didn't you just talk to me for four years? You wasted your... Right? Would that have been a helpful conversation at that particular moment? Right? All I wanted, all I wanted was love and forgiveness. And all she wanted was love and forgiveness. And somehow those two places met. Right? And then when she passed, I felt okay with that because I felt that we had mended this broken relationship. And maybe in some way, we, she mended it, maybe she knew, right? Even though she wasn't sick, there was nothing going on her right at the time, but maybe she kind of knew. But what would have happened if I didn't take that? If I said, if I started going, eh, nah, 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 you should have, you should have, you should have, you should have, four years, you should have, you should have, right? Maybe that wouldn't have mended, and then if she would have passed, wouldn't that have been different, right? So that's what I want you guys to think about, is what is, is, you can't change the past, but you can change what? The future. And how do you change the future? By changing this, right? By changing what you're thinking. We all have baggage. Let it go. Let it go. Whatever's happened, let it go. Move on, right? Not to condone, right? Not to say whatever was was okay, right? But let it go because you have got to succeed, not because you got to pay your lucid loans back and not because anybody's responsible for anything that you got to do or whatever. You got to succeed because there are people out there who are dying without what we got, right? What we are doing is saving people's lives. Without you, they won't necessarily make it, right? You might be that difference maker. And just like my chiropractor way back in 1984 was my difference maker in my life. You will be that difference maker in someone else's life if you choose. But if you choose to stuck in the shoulds and the coulds and whatever, then you may never amount to the person that you're supposed to be, right? Who are you supposed to be? Someone looking behind you all the time or someone looking ahead to save the people's lives, right? Check out that book, Love and What Is.